A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. Welcome to Work Life and Balance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Our weekly agenda includes addressing some audience questions and taking on a few issues from the internet. But first, time for the daily stand-up, Derek. Oh, my dear, sweet Franklin, how nice it is It is after such a time to hear your wonderful voice. It's, it's been a hot minute. It's good to hear from you, too, Derek. I, I hear that you, you are overworked and... Uh... Yeah, it, it, for some reason, I, I don't know why, I keep, I keep saying yes to things that, that overcommit and cause me to put in far too much work and like with, with my job the way it is like i like i said i i am a person that likes to socialize with like a small set of people but i have limited social battery so once those run out like i can't i can't stand not necessarily can't stand but like i have nothing left for people like me. i i, I understand just... you can't stand me it's me in particular <laughs> The thing is, like, like I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, because it's been, you know, it, it, honestly, it has been almost a month since we recorded. Um, obviously, you know, Britta filled in for the the last episode, so it's been almost a month. And uh, I was thinking while, like, like while we were in this interim, uh, I was like, man, okay, so I could probably record right now for like ten minutes. Like, <laughs> I think I can be funny for ten. Un- uninterrupted minutes but then that's it so, so, so what's the if, difference Derek? <laughs> oh fuck off oh <laughs> fuck right off you know what in that vein in that vein i actually took up uh, during the interim i used my time wisely to come up with the world's most perfect joke okay do you want to uh, hear right it? i hit me with it where did the roman soldiers get their weaponry i don't know spear one imports See, it's that's that's a good joke, Derek. <laughs> that is that is what one month of uninterrupted <laughs> thought and and effort results in. So, I I appreciate your commitment to working on your tight five, but it's supposed to be a tight five minutes, not, not five, five seconds, seconds, man. That's that's what. Oh. I was going to say, all my previous sexual partners have said, too. (laughs) (laughs) That seems a bit telling. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I believe you had a daily stand-up for us. Oh, no. Actually, today the daily stand-up was talking about you. (laughs) I wanted to check in, Derek. I wanted to see if you were okay. Uh, It depends on the definition of okay. Like... Like right now, it's it's like ninety nine degrees outside. So, like, 
I'm a bit moist, but this is I mean, honestly this is not the first time on this podcast that I have admitted uh, and been and actually been moist. Like it's a yeah. common occurrence. So I guess you I'm no in, worse than you normal. live in Alabama. Yeah, yeah. So living in Alabama, it's like it, it's to be expected, and it's yeah. like there you have AC. So like right now, I imagine the AC is cranking real hard. <laughs> And keeping the, your apartment the, pretty cool. The AC is set to 67, and I have a slowly rotating fan above me. That's the power meter, <laughs> and you're not supposed to use it to create a breeze, Derek. <laughs> well, they didn't put that in the brochure, so so sue me. Which they probably uh-huh. will after I can no longer afford my, my home and power bills from how high it is, but... 67 degrees yeah no i remember i remember you know when i lived there in alabama and this has been a brutal summer like it has has been been, it has been hot here in a place that it is not hot so often that they don't have ac and i had forgotten to ask about it like it just (laughs) didn't occur to me that this was a thing that i needed to inquire about until we were pretty much done and like yeah i'll take this place and i was like hmm you know what i <laughs> they didn't, didn't show see? me they didn't show me the ac oh yeah man. and then that's and a, then they're like no, all we got is heat there's heat and i'm like i don't need heat <laughs> we got got plenty of that <laughs> i'll huddle around the ps4 if we get cold <laughs> it's it's staying cool during the summer that's the problem. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know in a lot of like European countries and like Japan and whatnot, you know, they, you know, central AC is just not something common because it's so temperate. Like they just don't need it often. Um, but then you have like these really bad summers um, that have been happening recently where, you know, I know, um, <laughs> you want to know how I know it's getting bad? Because uh, I was, I was watching, um, Great British Bake Off reruns, like I do, um, <laughs> and they were they were talking about how hot it was. They're like, "Oh, it's like it's like forty something degrees in the in the tent." And I was like, "Oh, that's not so bad." And then I did the math, and that's like a hundred and five or something in yeah. you know, in the UK where people don't have AC and there's no AC in the tent and stuff like that. And like people were like looking like they were about to have heat stroke. So like uh, I even though. The, the heat is something I do not love. I do like the fact that I live in a place where it is expected and planned for, and by God, I can spend my entire paycheck to keep this thing frigid like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they're talking about, you know, how climate change is going to, it's just going to fuck everybody over so bad. And I had the thought the other day, I was like, we here in Seattle, we're doomed on a couple of, like... The sea levels are going to rise, uh-huh. and I can see the sea, and so I don't need that level to rise. It's coming for you. It's already on and, your back, back doorstep. And we don't have any fucking air conditioning. You know, they're like, ah, it only gets up to 80 a couple of days, you know, during the summer. And I'm like, no, no. Oh, nay, nay. You guys don't realize what's coming. <laughs> yeah. A Global- couple of decades ago, that might have been true. But now, we're that needle is slowly going up. To where we're hitting new records. Every Global warming year. just means everywhere is Alabama. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 
that's bad for multiple reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's happening. We can see, you know, the political landscape pretty much exactly like Alabama. The temperature mm-hmm. exactly like Alabama. They're pretty much the planet is turning into Alabama. <laughs> uh, pr- before long, everybody will be visited by the uh, by the hee-haw fairy. And they'll, <laughs> I don't know, get their, I don't know, annual passes to Dollywood or something. We'll all be having fun at Dollywood. (sighs) But I'm glad that you're staying cool and I'm glad that you're staying safe, even if you're being overworked, Derek. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, last week, you know, it was a kind of a diversion because like, so I, you know, I I didn't intentionally take a month off of, you know, the the podcast, but it it ended up happening that way. Um, So I just kind of wanted to like, you know, just spend the spend the month like chilling and just you know, kind of spending time with myself, just like recharging. Um, what I instead did was spent almost four or five days with one of the worst stomach flus I've ever had in my life. Um, that was not on my schedule. I wish, I wish somebody had forwarded me the, the invitation that that they were uh, to the meeting they were inviting me to by coughing on my subway sandwich um, because. <laughs> I would have liked to prepare. I would have liked to see the agenda so that I could prepare for like whatever like rapid blasting from every orifice was going to happen. Well, when oh. when you said you weren't going to be able to make recording, I was like, "I'll show you you can't make recording." And I sent you a care package in the mail. Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> what the <laughs> Norovirus oh, from oh, afar. Oh, no, got you. Got you. That makes sense. No. <laughs> Did you get that thing I sent? <laughs> you know, I I I now see that like like that was that was a funny thing you just did. But at the same time, I was thinking it's been about like a week and a half since I've checked my mail. It could be in there. <laughs> it's like I could have a, a package from Frank Eastman. I just don't know it. Um, I sent you some of our very fine, expensive Theo chocolate made right here in Seattle. <laughs> and then you just let it sit in the mailbox. Uh, so so you sent me a chocolate sauce, as it were. <laughs> it just looks like uh, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, that, that uh, early scene. <laughs> it's just open the mailbox. It's just like a, like a river of chocolate flows out. Yep. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, now that, now that the, uh, the checkup has been made, uh, do you want to get to a question from the audience? Let's do it. Over the last few weeks, I've seen coffee cups sitting by the sinks in the restroom at my company's building. Uh At first, I thought it was some lazy SOB who was just leaving his coffee cup instead of throwing it away. Today, I saw him pick it back up. This guy comes in, leaves his coffee cup by the sink, does his business, and then takes his coffee cup back out of the bathroom. I'm horrified, and I'm sure you are too, but is this normal? Is this a common toilet crime, or should I be worried about the rise of some sort of toilet supervillain? From Horrified in Humboldt. Oh, God. Oh. I thought I'd I'd welcome you back to the podcast, Derek, with your favorite type of question. The horrifying (laughs) toilet crime question. And I intentionally didn't read 
this one. Like, I, like sometimes I I want to just be surprised, and I'm I'm glad question mark that I I didn't read it. Um, this is there's a difference between toilet crime. Like we're talking like okay, so that. Some other things are toilet misdemeanors. Like talking in the restroom, I think can be a misdemeanor because there's it's not really germ involved. It's it does mess with like the the zen that is required to yeah. complete business in there. I I need my restroom to be like a peaceful garden, right? So so I mean it is a misdemeanor or like at the very least like a ticketable offense. So not good. Don't do it. But you know, it's not going to put you in toilet jail. Um, what this, what this man is, or or woman uh, d- didn't specify gender. What this person is doing is is a felony, like <laughs> c- class A toilet felony. Oh my god! So okay, there. This could be either bad or like way, 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 way bad because. Is this the type of company where everybody keeps their own mug and like, you know, oh, like they, he's they keep just their, reusing it? Or, or or is this like where it's a communal collection of mugs that then get like used and put in the sink? And so both of them are bad. Both of like, them are terrible. But one of them is. See, I was I was going to say like we were talking about it being a toilet crime, and it made me think of like. Drugs, to some extent. Hear me out. Wait a moment. Not just, I need drugs to escape this question. Right, right. That was my first inclination. But, like, if you know, if you get caught with, with drugs, you you go to jail because that is a crime. But at the same time, you're not necessarily hurting anyone but yourself by taking the drugs. Right. I know everything about drugs from, like, sixth grade when we had the just say no to drugs thing, so... <laughs> when the, the dare guy came by. Yeah, so this this is this is my sum total knowledge. But it's it's what I, you know, I've heard the, the term victimless crime. And so I was right. thinking, like, okay, so this dude is is being super gross, but he's only hurting himself. Mm-hmm. By by taking his his coffee cup and putting it into the bathroom, and then taking his coffee cup back out, and I assume drinking the contents, right. drinking <laughs> I mean, the contents, right? <sighs> but so 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 I will push back and say that even this is not so okay. There, there's like like I said, we have two categories. Either it's his own mug that you know whatever awful things are on it are are you know his to, to deal with or it's a communal mug so let, let's talk about the first one if if it's his mug like yes he's probably not washing it properly and it's getting worse and worse now here is why it is not a victimless crime because i have never in the the history of any company known somebody that you know carried a mug around and you know drank from it you know every morning I've I've never known them to to stand up with it in their hands for more than two or three minutes at a time. They sit it down somewhere. Oh, so this person yeah. has taken their highly infected mug. Like, like we've got liquid transference. We've got like surface to surface contact. Uh, we have air, you know, aerosolized uh, infection. Like 
this this thing is a cesspool of of poo germs, and he is going from place to place and setting it down on your desk, on you know Carolyn's desk, on the 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 drink fountain, everywhere that can be set down. He is spreading these germs. I I see what you're saying, Derek, and and I agree. Uh, like so many things, you know, you assume that. We have a limited perspective of impacts, and I appreciate you <laughs> widening my perspective to the impact so that I can have nightmares about this forever. So, so I mean, I, I have personally never witnessed this before. Like, there, so in almost every office that I've been in, whether it was intentional or not, there was something outside of the restroom, like there was like a water fountain or like uh, a little um, yeah. a, a seat or a, a table that you could put whatever you were holding on and then go into the restroom, wash your hands, come back out, and it didn't get infected. Uh, those are there for a reason. We need to use them heavily and continue using them. I have never seen somebody actually carry... Something like, <laughs> with the exception of me and the clothes I have on my body, anything I walk into the restroom with is not making it back out. So if I if I make a mistake with my backpack on and walk into the restroom, <laughs> I'm like, well, this was a nice backpack, I guess, but let me <laughs> let me go on Amazon and order a new one. I, I need a new computer. Right. <laughs> I really, I really should have. Th- Take now, my computer on my backpack first. Yeah, that's because you, you and I are on the same page. Because that was my my first thought here too was, why the fuck isn't he just leaving it like outside of the restroom? Because because right. this is a thing that I've I've done before at at work. Right, um, absolutely. Like even with like a shared office building, like the the last place before where I'm at now, the last place was a shared office building. But there was like a, a little shelfy sort of area outside of the restroom and people left their coffee and, and drinks and stuff. And, and even once in a while, I would have like a drink and I'd set it down, run in and then run back out and pick my drink back up. Right. Like you do. So I, it, it seems like there wouldn't be any reason. The only thing I can think of is out here in Seattle, like I, I'm a small city boy. Uh, that's just that's where I come from, I guess. And and realizing that Birmingham is is a small city still because I right. I lived in Birmingham for quite a while and I was like I live in a city, right? But it is not a city like Seattle. No, not in, not even close. In Seattle, I haven't seen a restroom that wasn't like not just locked but real good <laughs> locked <laughs> with like changing passcodes. Like trying to get into the restroom around here is like playing Metal Gear. Like it's not a fucking joke around here to try and use the restroom. Very often, in like in, I'll be like at a at a restaurant or something, and and it's real weird too sometimes because they're they're just making do with the buildings they've got here. I've had sure. situations where I'm like, can I use the restroom? And they're like, sure. The code is nine seven three six four two eight one seven six C. You're gonna have to go out. There's an elevator. You'll take the elevator down two floors into the basement. Exit in the basement and take a left. Don't take a right. You'll get lost. <laughs> and it's like, the hell? Why do I have to run a fucking gauntlet before I can get to the restroom? But you know, and, that, I guess that's how it is out here. So, so let's discuss that for a second. Um, 
is that not the most awkward exchange on the planet? Like, there have been times where, like, like Derek was about to, to wet his wet himself. Uh, I had to pee so bad, so I, I would I would go to the restroom and see that it says "ask associate." I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty lucky today, so I'll hold. <laughs> we got a problem because, like. Like if you walked up to the associate and you you were like doing a little dance because you really had to go like that that, that is what supervillains do like they <laughs> they hold the one thing that you need and and it is at their their whims whether or not you get your relief. Speaking of supervillainy, and I I, I realize this is a, a non sequitur, which is pretty much what I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's a there's a place in town that. We wanted to go. We were like, we should go here. And and we wanted to go. And we were in the neighborhood that this this establishment was at. And um, we were doing other things. We'd been out for most of the day, walking around, experiencing stuff. And we were like, oh, yeah, there's that place. I forgot. It's in this neighborhood. Hey, let's all go over there and do that. And so we go over and it's crowded. It's, you know kind of busy um in that there's there's no tables okay but at the like at the bar there you know it's not like there's a line or anything there's just no tables and so we were kind of waiting for a table to open up so that we could you know sit down and and do our stuff and hang out and one of us had to use the restroom and we were like oh okay um well shit looks like yeah uh, of course as as is always here (laughs) we need a golden key right. and you know, the power sword before we can get into this restroom. <laughs> so we go over to the guy who's, you know, behind the bar and we're like, uh, Hey, can we get the code for the restroom? And he was like, super rude. And he's like, the restroom is for customers only. It's like, Motherfucker, and I'm like, we are in line. We, we can't be customers because you're full. <laughs> we were waiting and now we can't be customers because we have to leave because we can't use your restroom. Like, you literally just drove us out of your establishment because you were being, uh, you know, a fucking dickhead about the restroom thing. You can see we're hanging out here in the building waiting to be served. And you're going to be a douche about we haven't bought anything yet. Oh. And it's like, cool. And so we haven't been back. Like every once no, in a while, we're no. like, wait, we should go. We should go there. And we're like, no, actually, fuck them. I wouldn't. No, I would never. I would never go back until that one associate was gone. Like now, if they were the owner, fuck them in perpetuity. But if like it was just that one guy who, I mean, you know, the, I, I'm not trying to down like baristas or anybody who is in like the the retail space or the service space. You know, we need you know, every job of those that we can, like putting up with the shit that y'all put up with, like I'm I'm here for it. Like I see you. I appreciate you. That's cool. If you get a fucking power trip by telling people they can't pee pee. Like, (laughs) yes, that, that is, oh man, (laughs) that's a real problem. And we need to talk about it. And I will never be back to your, uh, like I I have burned restaurants, you know, not literally burned, but like metaphorically (laughs) burned. Um, uh, Derek for- just flames in his eyes, watching it burn, <laughs> laughing. Who's peeing now? <laughs> you know that term, like, I wouldn't piss on you to put the fire out? Like, uh, there we are. There we are. <laughs> um, 
No, okay. So so we digress. So so this person is is a a uh, a high. <laughs> this person is a terrible toilet criminal. Now l- let's discuss really quickly the the second option of uh, of why this would be the worst. So, I was hoping we could avoid this particular discussion, Derek, because I so don't want to think about is, it. If this is a communal coffee cup, um, does the office have a dishwasher? Not like a, a person, like a. <sighs> A physical dishwasher. If they have a physical dishwasher, then you're probably okay because the the water inside the dishwasher gets so hot it'll kill all all the doo doo germs. Like so, you're you're probably <laughs> fine. But but now it is your responsibility to make sure that it get, gets run every single time before you get a mug. Like you have to be sure. I'm only taking um, the mugs out of the fresh, clean area when they're piping hot. <laughs> I, I was about to say if I can touch it. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not safe enough. It has to be too hot to hold for me to feel comfortable, uh, and getting that coffee cup. Um, but if you're one of the, if it's one of those, um, uh, offices where you, know, you kind of have like the drying rack and like that really gross sponge from a couple of years ago and like that, oh. that bottle of diluted Dawn <laughs> on the, on the sink, <laughs> then there is no safety. Like, you just can't have coffee unless you just want to pour that shit directly from the pot into your mouth or like <laughs> sit under the K-cup faucet. <laughs> it burns, just... but it burns like safety. <laughs> there will be no germs uh, getting to me this day. Um, I mean, those are the only options. And that's that's like worst case scenario because you you rely on, on so much social construct for people to not be dirty boys and girls. And uh, this person is is clearly not up with it now. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. So we we've been we've been bashing this person for quite some time. Um, is there any chance that this person just doesn't understand the gravity of their crimes? Like, <laughs> I know that ignorance is not is not an excuse for crimes. I don't um, see how they could. Like, I just. You have to, you have to know. <laughs> like otherwise, I mean, you I'm, assume you assume so. Like I'm trying to think if there is a situation in which one can hold down like a job at like a a public building where there's offices and stuff, and yet also know that, or or not know that you need to like wash your hands because of germs and and transmission of disease and things like that. Like, I just, I don't know if, if you can avoid having learned that and, yeah. and have like a public sector job. I, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's strange. And and the thing is like he, he the, the person is also not really like committing fully to it because you know, I, I think that if, you know, my, my first thought whenever you first read the question was like, Oh, this guy can't go without his coffee for you know five minutes so he has to have it in the bathroom with him well if that was the case um i mean he'd he'd have it with him the whole time if if you know what i mean yeah like like he wouldn't set it off to the side or whatever no he'd have it at at disposal at his disposal all the whole time and to some extent i suppose i could respect that commitment to the thing that you you love to some extent i'm like you know what (laughs) I guess that's you. It's a quirk. 
It's a quirk that probably means we can't be friends. Sure. But it's absolutely. a quirk. But, but this but suggests it's, it's, that it's there's an understanding. Right. Yeah. Th- this, this person knows, oh, I don't want to get <laughs> the germs of what I'm about to do uh, all over my coffee cup. So let me set it within the spray zone. Like, <laughs> within, with, like the AOE range of, of toilet crimes is quite high. So, I mean, people come to the sink because they have nasty, dirty boy <laughs> hands. They are coming to the sink with the worst cased hands. <laughs> and then they're making those hands clean. Right, right. But it's like, I wouldn't <sighs> necessarily, like, I like to have my lawn neatly trimmed. I don't have a lawn here. I like to have my lawn neatly trimmed and I wouldn't set my fucking coffee cup next to the lawnmower. Right. Because the lawnmower makes the yard neatly trimmed, but it makes a big fucking mess doing it. And I would end up with grass clippings in my fucking coffee. Right. Ugh. What if, uh-huh. what if this person knows they're a toilet criminal and they're attempting to become the first toilet supervillain. I mean, this this has to be it, right? Because, like, I assume the only way to actually truly become the toilet villain is to absorb so many of the toilet germs <laughs> that it, like, mutates you. So, like, this seems like a perfectly, you know, not, not safe, but perfectly controlled way to do it. Like... All, every single day, he's getting so, some more like inocula- inoculation, uh, you know, with those toilet germs. So, like is, one is, punch man, they... he's he's doing a hundred push-ups. He's running like five miles. Um, he's, he's becoming. <laughs> Do you see? So, I I agree that this this has to be the case. Um, because I mean, there, there's there's literally no other. No, no, no other way does this make sense. Like, <laughs> he has to be willfully ingesting toilet germs. <laughs> this to make any sense. Um, so, so, how I do guess, you stop him? I guess we answered the question because they wanted to know: Is this or the rise of some sort of toilet supervillain and horrified and humble? We're witnessing it clearly, but but just like all supervillain you know, movies, like how do you? how do you stop them from, from reaching, you know, their ultimate power level? Or, I mean, you can't report this to the police. Like they don't have the, the jurisdiction <laughs> to be honest. Um, there's can you a, stop them? There's a product, Derek. There's a product out there on the market. It has been released. That is, it's intended to stop some toilet crimes and it may stop this toilet crime. <laughs> I'm talking about poopery. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like Pepto Bismol or something like Emodium. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like uh, yes, poopery will hold in the sense, but does it? I, I okay. I, we're going to have to table that because I would like to see the scientific research on whether or not poopery because it creates this like layer of oil on the top of of the water does that prevent the germs from escaping the smells no the germs maybe all right our scientific our scientific audience please um first of all 
no idea why you're listening to this show. If you are in any way related to the scientific community, but I'm if you so, are, so sorry, <laughs> we are so sorry. Um, but if you if you are in the scientific community, do this do this important research. Um, Maybe don't like stop researching cancer. That's still important. But like if you're you know researching, I don't know, like ingrown toenails, pause that for the weekend, do another important experiment. All right. <laughs> Wanna get you an issue from the internet? Let's do it, Derek. Oh my god. I was I was moist before, but now I've got anxiety sweats. Like <laughs> this is this has put me in a state, Frank. Oh. oh I can push down my horror and be funny. All right, so this issue is entitled Feeling Embarrassed After Purchasing a Gift for a Coworker as an Apology by Anonymous, and we'll call them we'll call them Barry for, for reasons that will be clear momentarily. So Barry says, I purchased a coworker a statue of a bear riding a bicycle. For some reason, uh, as an apology for being late to a meeting. Uh, he decided to put it in the note I wrote introducing the bear on the table where we do stand up with the team. I don't want it to be there. I am feeling embarrassed that I got him the thing uh, because it was a weird thing to do and I don't want to explain it. Uh, I expected yeah, him to take it home. <laughs> I, I expected him to take it home when he, when I got it and keep it between us. I have half a mind to steal the statue back before the stand up on Monday. <laughs> what should I do? Oh, no. No, you can't compound to this. Because <laughs> if you steal the bear and you get caught stealing the bear that you gifted when you shouldn't have gifted the bear. Right. This rabbit hole goes too deep. Right, right. Uh, You'll have to fake your own death at that point and start over. And we've already covered that in previous episodes. <laughs> See, and, and, and I, I get the sentiment behind this because like in the moment... Like you, you assume some familiarity with like your coworkers and stuff. And you're like, oh yeah, you know, they'll really find this funny or like this, this will go over really well or they'll really appreciate this. And then you do the thing and immediately after like you hitting send, if you're sending like a funny email or like, like you give somebody something like immediately after it's after the transaction, like you immediately feel like shame for like, oh God, oh, this is, this is not as... You know, funny or or charming or or anything that I assumed, and they're going to hate it. And so many people would still have a job today if it was a more common thought. I should probably not send this funny email. <laughs> that is that is extremely true. Now, I I don't I don't think that I feel like you may not have. Uh, the experience with like gift giving and uh, whatnot with coworkers that that I have. So I, I'm I didn't necessarily assume that you would have like a good pedigree for this, but I do assume that other people have bought you things in tribute. Um, I mean, the last <laughs> gift I got that I gave to people, I believe, was some hander pants. <laughs> so, so what? They're underpants for your hands, Derek. <laughs> You put them on before you put gloves on. <laughs> because otherwise you're nasty. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what? The hander pants. I... It, like, to, to keep your hand from getting sweaty? 
It's or, so that you've got a protective layer between like your hand and your gloves. It it makes perfect they're, sense. They're your gloves. Like why the fuck do you They're care? your pants, Derek. Do you wear <laughs> underwear or not? <laughs> but there are certain missing certain orifices that are not present on your hand. <laughs> oh I don't want to get in the mechanics of underpants, Frank, and why I don't wear them. <laughs> So I can this... understand gifting someone hand or pants. What I don't understand <laughs> is how does how does a bear on a unicycle connect bicycle. to having a bicycle? <laughs> See, that makes even less sense to me. Like a bear on a unicycle, that's a classic trope. Like right, that's right. That's basic uh that's basic circus. <laughs> but I don't know how it connects to missing a meeting. No, I I, I get it. I do think uh it's a bit of an overreaction. Um if that's the the correct term, uh, it, the, they're they're not um, they're not equivalent. Like missing a meeting, that you know that that's an email. Like, hey, sorry about that. I'll be the next one. You know, make sure you send me an invite. Like that. That's all that takes. It does not. It is not necessary to purchase somebody a a kitschy figurine or a knickknack. Yes. Uh, as an apology, statuary seems a little excessive. I could <laughs> right. see. I could see maybe if you know their favorite coffee order from Starbucks or something coming in with a coffee one day. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 yeah. That's not bad. Um, Chai latte, brevet, one pump sugar-free vanilla. Since you missed recording last time, Derek. <laughs> Let me write it down. God damn it! I'll Look, be, actually, actually, I'll be no, expecting it in the mail. <laughs> so so you're not going to get delivery of that until I come to Seattle. And when I come to Seattle, all I'm going to have to do is do a little bit of recon before I, I come visit you and just say the the ginormous mountain of a man that that comes in here frequently, what does he order? <laughs> that's all that's all I got to do to figure out, you know, what, what my favorite want. coffee order is. So I'll 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 look it up then. But no, no, no. So okay. So so this person gives them a statue. Uh, Barry the bicycling bear. Um, it was a big hit. So like you know, this person genuinely liked it. Um, I do feel that like the uh, the curious part or the the hard to explain part is the note that they wrote introducing the bear. Um, I mean, <laughs> they they included their own provenance. <laughs> With the bear. The alternative, Derek, is that someone just got a strange bear statue completely unannounced. <laughs> well, there, I mean, look, there are things you can say, like, to the person and say, this is Barry the Bicycling Bear. Um, but, but like, you don't have to write it down and, like, make some sort of, like, rhyme with it. Um, because that's evidence. Like, that is evidence of, like whatever ridiculousness or, or something um, that can then be used as blackmail. So like that's not necessary. You could have do. Okay. Let me ask this. Do you feel that if they had given the bear uh, and said to their coworker, Hey, this is Barry the bicycling bear. Uh, sorry for missing the meeting. Um, do with him as you please. Uh, do you feel that that would be less embarrassing or gone over well or better than giving it to him with the, the note that yeah, I don't think so under any circumstances you should have included a note with any form of poetry. <laughs> Sorry, I missed the meeting. All life is fleeting. 
have a care here's a bear i don't like that just seems bad <laughs> i miss your meetings more than i like so as an apology here's a bear on a bike that was that was even better <laughs> and maybe that's the case maybe he was so like touched and proud of this poetry laden missive that he had to display it and his beloved bear statue for all to see now Right, because I I don't I don't honestly think that the person that has displayed the bear has any like any ill intent about it. I think they genuinely are like touched by it, uh, and and want to display it because you know I mean proud maybe not necessarily the right word, um, but they appreciated it and they wanted other people to be in on the joke, and you know I think this person just needs to kind of lean into it, um. That can be your shtick. Like, now you are the person that, you know, whenever you, like, miss a meeting or, like, commit some sort of faux pas, you come back with a, you know, some sort of weird, kitschy knickknack. And they don't have to be expensive. They don't have to be, like, porcelain or something. I mean, you can go down to, like, the Dollar Tree and find, like, some busted-ass bear riding on, you know, in a, in a boat or something, for example. Um, and, you know, mission accomplished. This is my no go-to, Derek. Like, this is what I'm going to do from now on out. I, I want to be known as this person. I've been trying so long to find a way to connect with human beings, and I understand now that I just didn't have the tool set. The tool set being shitty figurines from the Dollar Tree. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can be the bear that comes bearing bears. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> all right, all right. So, question for the audience time? Let's do it. Business boys, my office building has a gym. This should make working out very easy. It's uh -huh. touted as a perk of the office. I've set foot in the gym exactly once. It's fine. I've just never used any gym before. What are the do's and don'ts of the office building gym? Oh, from no. Doey and Dartmouth. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Okay. So, first off, uh, I'm convinced that the gym at work is literally just an expensive, just a place to put expensive equipment uh, that never gets used. Like, in general. Uh, and, Some and sort of tax write-off scheme. Exactly. They they had some some budget and they needed to, to blow it on something. And instead of and they couldn't have it be something fun like it had to be something that was, you know, not fun or you know wasteful, something like that. Uh, and they put it in, you know, one hundred thousand dollars worth of gym equipment. I know that some people use the gym at work. I don't understand that. I, I have to, like, take a shower there. And my shower rituals are are just not something I want to share with other people, just in general. I mean, mine are complex. They involve chanting. Chanting. There's some ritual sacrifice. <laughs> Which really is is not is not very well done in public. Like, uh, unless unless they are there specifically to help you with the chanting and sacrifice, that's fine. But, but yeah, like, the, 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 the gyms at work are, are not, they're not for me. But I have been to gyms before. Like, I, I frequent the gym. I, I go quite often. 
Um, so you're up on me now, Derek. We've we've moved past not, my <laughs> realm of familiarity, which not trying to brag. I'm like I too have not used the office gym, so I don't know that I'm the person to help answer this question because I'm well, like, so I don't so, know. But no, I think this is this is a great opportunity because I can I can present to you uh, some some scenarios that arise, and you can tell me what your what your natural instinct would be on how to solve them, and you know hopefully we can expose some of the um, some of the uncertainty that might come with it. Does that that sound? That sounds good. Idea? I think this is okay. good. This is going to help me, and it's going to help them because maybe I'll be able to use an office gym. Okay. All right. Um, it'll it'll be kind of like a like a Sierra Games uh, <laughs> list of options, and you choose the best one. You walk into the gym, and your expectation is to uh, use the treadmill. You you see that there are three, but all three of them are occupied. You look to the left, and you see a stationary bicycle that is not being used. What what do you do? What I is your leave next and never return? That is the correct answer. Yes. Okay, see, I'm, I'm good at this. I know how to use because, the office chip. Because, so you're, some people, their inclination will be, I can use the stationary bike. That, that will be a good thing to do. But, but no, 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 literally nobody uses the stationary bike. It's either treadmill, elliptical, or, or, or you take the stairs back up to your office and you, you say that's about the same. I did my workout. I went to the right. gym and then I went back to my office. Right. So, so, so one for one, you're good. Okay. So scenario two, you walk into the gym and you would like to lift some weights. Um, but you're, you're in, you're in the beginning stages. So you're going to go a little bit light, maybe just pressing the bar. Uh, you walk in and, uh, some lift bro has left, you know, 45 pound plates, numerous ones on the bar. What do you do? Mm, I leave and never return. Yes, two for two. <laughs> oh, man, I'm good at this. <laughs> this is, I mean, that is the only, the only solution because your body, your body is frail. <laughs> you, you can lift the 45 pound plates, but it's, it's straining parts of your body that that aren't ready for it yet. You at least need to do some some light wind sprints before deracking. Uh, the the weights. All right. So third third and final scenario. Um, you walk into the gym and you they you have a not necessarily it's not an all in one machine but it's a cable machine that is that is able to do multiple exercises. Uh, you intended you had your your workout written up. You were going to go through a uh, no numerous configurations and whatnot and numerous weights and uh, get a full body workout with just that one machine. Now. You walk in, and somebody has, you know, they appear to have just begun using that machine, and they they see, you know, your graphic illustrations, uh, or not graphic, but uh, your, <laughs> you have printed out your illustrations of the cable machine. Realize you're there to see the cable to use the cable machine, and they're like, oh, uh, do you want to swap in with me, and then we can both do our workouts at the same time? What do you do? See, now, at first, I thought that the correct answer would be to see if I could work in. Uh But I now know, after having this experience with you, Derek, that the actual answer is D, leave and never return. (laughs) 
<laughs> three for three. I see. I'm I'm so proud of you. Your your instincts, even though your experience is slight, uh, your instincts are very good. Um, because yes, you you could possibly work in uh, with that guy so that you can work out. Um, but it's real strange. Like you know, there. This is this is not funny or interesting, but like with cable machines, the the configuration can sometimes take like several seconds to set up. So like, if you two are not like doing the same exercise, like yeah, you know, that person will finish their their you know particular set, and you will walk over, spend thirty seconds reconfiguring the machine to do your ten you know, repetitions of whatever, and then they have to do the, the same and set it back to theirs. So your your 10-second set is costing 30 seconds every single time. Derek, I break out in a cold sweat when I have to make change in the line <laughs> at the grocery store. <laughs> and and that that those three scenarios are are why it is so problematic uh to to do this at your work gym because in a, in another gym, a normal gym, those all those three scenarios are populated by other strangers. Now, in a work gym, typically, it's your uh. own coworkers. So it makes it so your answers are twice as valid. Now, uh, that that that's a whole new dynamic because I I wouldn't want strangers to see the weak flabbiness of my <laughs> underdeveloped physique. No. I certainly wouldn't want anyone that I had to work with on a daily basis to see what happens when I try to move one forty-five pound weight off right. the bar. I mean, it's a bad look when, like, you know, some some machines have those uh, little pins that you can move to uh, to to readjust the weight, and you know, you sit down. Uh, you know, somebody gets up from the bench press machine. You sit down to to use that machine and they're like, Oh, let me set your weight for you. And they move it up like a couple of notches and you're like more, more, more. And before long, they're just holding the pin in their hand. <laughs> and that's like, it. Ah, yeah. That's the sweet spot right there, baby. <laughs> oh, what was the original question? Like, uh, they, they were asking for do's and don'ts of the office gym. And I think we've gotten them. They are all don'ts. <laughs> no, exactly. There are no do's, like all don'ts. Um, so, so knowing knowing what you know now, uh, how does that make you feel? Like how like do you feel uh, validated or do you feel like ashamed? Like I, tell us I, how you're feeling. I feel validated and secure in my decision to never work out and just be the same that I've always been. Good. That that wasn't the purpose. But I'm glad that was a side effect. Oh, man. I was coming real close to having some sort of personal growth moment. I'm glad we managed to nip that in the bud. <laughs> That's really what this podcast is all about. It's completely skirting uh, any chance for personal growth. And we're, we're glad to facilitate that. <sighs> Want to move to an issue from the internet, Derek? Let us do it. This next issue is entitled, Coworker Brings Girlfriend to the Office During After Hours by anonymous um don't have a pithy name for this one um, just i'll get the music bed started for this one <laughs> uh <laughs> what's that famous porn guy 
uh, Ron. We'll call him Ron. <laughs> um, so Ron says, uh, wait, no, this is the cover. Whatever, whatever. We'll go with it. First thought, best thought. Um, my coworker and I often work some unpaid hours on evenings and weekends. We recently started to bring, or he recently started to bring his girlfriend to the company. Uh, she'll sit next to him without talking, just doing stuff on her computer for hours until they leave. This is somewhat puzzling to me, since he could just as well work from home uh, or in a cafe if he wanted. We are not required to work unpaid overtime, but he does this unasked on his own initiative. Uh, after two months forward, uh, a second co-worker also started bringing their partner after hours. Uh, the company has official rules for being in the office during after hours, requiring any employees to report their presence for insurance and security reasons. These rules, uh, these rules are not enforced, however, but bringing in non-employees for extended time on a regular basis is really stretching it. We are a government research facility with biohazards in the lab space. While they are just in the office space, uh, they are still in a restricted access area and could potentially access confidential information on various research projects. How should I react to the situation? Am I wrong to find this unprofessional? And Frank, I, I want to know right now what your first thought, what is going on here? My first thought is this is another supervillain origin story. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> or at least a the beginning to a very thrilling spy story. Either one. I, I Yeah, I like the thrilling spy story better. Now, but, is it the so, same girlfriend? I could see, because this is a really good spy story if it's like, if, if it's two different co-workers and it's the same woman just wearing different outfits. <laughs> now, okay, okay. For what purpose would she have to pretend to be both? Because well, like, potentially... She's, she's trying to maximize her amount of time at the office, so, you know... <laughs> I, I, I guess if they're doing some sort of rotating shift, yes... Uh, uh, but if they're there at the same time, yeah, that would be right. very difficult. Then we're getting into a missed outfire instead of like a, <laughs> exactly. a black widow. I'm not saying that it's it's not happening. I'm just curious to know, like, do each of them have different like access codes? And she needs to to like find out the daily access codes from each of them uh, in order to access the the lab. That seems like a common security feature, right? That's how right. government labs work. Only one person has one access code and the other person has another access code. I mean, that's together. how they treat the Seattle bathrooms. I mean, yeah, I know. I, research labs. I tried to use a public restroom once and there, we had to turn the key simultaneously in order to. <laughs> and then you had to go back to the cash, the, the cashier because you took too long and the, the code had already changed. And it's a big pain in the ass. But uh, but no. So. So, yeah. So, OK. Ah. Uh, See, uh, my first thought was after hours, unpaid overtime, obviously these people are getting freaky. But then, <laughs> then we got the wrinkle of like, it is a government facility with biohazard stuff. And the only, the only way that works is if you are really weirdly okay with becoming some sort of conjoined toxic monster thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the hope. I mean, like... Yeah, we and we are not here to yuck anybody's yum. Like we are, we are full support of freaky as far as this goes. Um, we're just curious about the mechanics. I mean, are, you know, we 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 know that swingers exist. 
Um, they don't, they don't call me because I'm not cool enough. Um, but, uh, they, is this, is this the eventual goal is to kind of become this kind of, uh, amorphous. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie society, the eighties movie society? No, I, I missed that one. I don't want to spoil anything. Well, I'm going to, but I don't, I, it, it, it's better left found out during the movie. But uh, essentially, the, the whole premise of the movie Society is that uh, the, oh God, this may have been how society was created. So society, uh, this, this upper echelon of rich culture in this particular neighborhood or city, uh, they get together and there's some sort of alien species that turns into a huge amorphous, amorphous blob and has sex with one another. Um, this could not be more poignant <laughs> anywhere in our podcast, except for the discussion that we're having right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, as, 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 as you said, don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but at the same time, I think there's easier ways to get freaky than becoming some sort of amorphous like sex blob. Yeah. I think they make they make animated films about that in Japan. Um I mean it does seem like a high commitment thing, right? Like unless there's an antidote, which it it kind of seems like a one-way deal to be honest. I mean Getting married is a pretty big deal. I don't think we want to jump straight from dating to being a single, constantly hungering blob creature hell-bent no. on the destruction and the consumption of all living matter on the planet. No, that, that does not sound like a healthy, uh, a healthy independent relationship. Like... Each person, the, like the marriage, is a sum of of two people being their own people, and this yeah. sounds like you couldn't do that anymore. One How could keys, you get alone time? One of the keys to having a good relationship is for you to be able to do things on your own, so that you can have new experiences and come back and have something to talk about. Exactly, which is frankly impossible <laughs> if you're a single-celled organism from outer space. <laughs> that would make it extremely difficult. Um, so are there any, any advantages, uh, to this? I mean, I, I see so many disadvantages here. Like you can't, you can't drive in the carpool lane anymore. Like, um, you know, the clothes no longer fit. Like there's so many, so many problems to this, this premise. Um, the clothes no longer fit because they keep dissolving whenever <laughs> we put them on the caustic surface of our ever-changing skin. <laughs> um... I mean, are there any perks? Like, I, I don't know. I, I see no advantages here. Pseudopods? Um, what's a pseudopod? Yeah, like, you know, like a tentacle coming out of, uh, coming out of you know, an, an amorphous creature of some sort. I could, I, I would like some pseudopod. <laughs> I mean, but I, I feel that it's kind of like buying the plane for the peanuts. Like, if your whole point of joining the amorphous mass was to get a tentacle, uh, <laughs> I feel, I, 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 I guess mean, there, yeah, there I aren't easier ways, but. It's a bit of a high commitment thing, but at the same time, how else am I going to get a beer from the fridge without having to get up off of where the couch used to be before we dissolved it? <sighs> uh, I mean, 
that's true. So so what I really think that that it should do is that like instead of using this uh you know this bioengineering lab uh to you know, turn yourself to an amorphous blob, submit a proposal, you know, write write a you know, proposal for a grant or something, um to to help people grow you know tentacles so that then they could have you could still do some freaky stuff with that. Like you said, Japan they they have some movies, some some documentaries or tutorials about that. I mean, um, I I think we're still in the same spot, Derek. I I can almost guarantee you that every single movie that starts with, I submitted a proposal to the government, so that I could help us grow tentacles, ends mm-hmm. with, I had to experiment on myself, and now <laughs> I and my loved ones are all part of the same amorphous tentacle monster. That is true. Mm. A lot of problems with this one. I mean, the, the least of which, I, I think we really have diverted. Uh, the, the least of the problems is that an un, uh, unauthorized person is in the office. The, the, greater, the greater risk here is uh, becoming the all-consuming amorphous sex blob. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to assume. I have to assume... That what this person was really looking for was, yes, you have permission to get a super soaker filled with liquid nitrogen so that you can fight the amorphous blob monster. <laughs> because we know that they hate cold. Because it, it, it's like, you know, told the, the whole taking a cold shower thing. Like, exactly. It really tones down the, the sex blobness of it. And they don't want that. <laughs> they invested a lot. Their shrinkage. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> let's want to punch the, the clock. clock, Derek. Jesus Christ, yes. <laughs> oh, all right. Before we go, please send us your questions. Um, please, none that make us go down the, and and start debating the efficacy of becoming an amorphous sex blob. That's that's not what we wanted, but sometimes that's what you get. We don't like to um, retread ground. Right. <laughs> um, we can make terrible jokes out of whatever question you send us. So please, please send us questions, funny, funny work life tidbits. Uh, send them to questions at WLICast.com. Uh, you will have our eternal thanks and our 100% guarantee that, that, the, that the, the term amorphous sex blob will probably not be said on this podcast again. There are no dumb questions. Only stupid answers, and that's what we specialize in. <laughs> uh, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash WLICast and become a patron. Uh, you'll also get some cool swag to show off your WLI pride. Though I I keep I always joke in WLI shame, but I think never has it been more meaningful than than right now. Hold your head up high, Derek, while you still have one before you too. <laughs> become part of the amorphous, <laughs> the amorphous sex blob. Sex blob. <laughs> uh, also check out our website at WLICast.com where you will find links to our social media and our merch store. Uh, and there is nothing better for growing our audience than word of mouth. Boy. Uh, <laughs> so All means- of your hundreds of mouths <laughs> opening simultaneously. <laughs> to, to scream the scream and tell uh, other people you know about the show. Um and have them join us in this amorphous sex blog that we call a fan base. 
you know how you know how some uh some internet personalities come up with names for for their people um this was not I, ours this is not ours this one this one will not stick <laughs> This has been the Work Life and Balance Podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you. <sighs> so in an unrelated note, uh, I saw the flyer for a local pizza place, and they started serving an all-you-can-eat buffet for lunch. <laughs> Mistakes in, have been made. Yeah, in big, bold letters, it says three-hour limit. They don't and, know that I moved. <laughs> You know, honestly, that was my first thought. <laughs> it's like, they didn't hear that he moved. <laughs>